Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this would be a drive home podcast. I think this is like number six. Because I keep on doing these, I come up with more and more ideas. I really want to get someone in and interview them, have someone talk to you with this instead of just me rambling on and ranting. But fortunately for you, I have lots to say. For other people, maybe not so much. But anyways, um, I'm driving home, and uh, there's lots of fruit stands. Lots of them, all over the place. Um, I have this fruit stand say, uh, avocados, 10 for $5. I'm a sweet, 10 for 5 bucks. But you can see another fruit stand, like, up ahead. I don't know if it's just, like, it's a franchise fruit stand... You know, it was like, hey, I bought all these used fireworks stands. I'm going to turn them into fruit stands. We're going to franchise this. If you want to be part of it, fill out a contract. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But hit the next one. Maybe they have no affiliation whatsoever. But hit the next one. The next one would be like, you know, uh, 10 avocados for $4. Like, oh, shit, they're getting cheaper. Maybe I'll just keep on driving. And then the next one would be like, Six avocados for one dollar. Damn, they're like they practically give them away. Like, how far do I have to go until they're free? Just until they get to the very end, and they're just throwing avocados at you. But I, and it, it, it amazes me. Like, all their signs, they're like painted. You know, they're uh, hand painted or handwritten, and they're always you know all fucked up. They spell the words wrong all the time. You know. And then they'll, uh, the letters will barely fit on there. It's a, you know, they go out there and they have these rows of crops that are perfectly lined up. And the vegetables are spaced out perfectly. And they give just enough water per plant at equal proportions with nutrients. But they can't line up these fucking letters on the sign? Gosh, damn. They gotta, they gotta get their shit together. Man. I grew up, my, uh, we had, a uh, my mom's Hispanic, and my dad, he's, uh, white, you know, but I pretty much grew up white, luckily I made that cut, woohoo, team white, <laughs> just kidding, but my, my mom had, like, she had, uh, Hispanic, you know, I would say traits, my mom sewed, my mom gardens, she took care of my dad as he's the king of the castle, you know, what, whatever he wanted for dinner is what we're having, you know, um, f- for my birthday, we're going to have his cake. Shut up, mijo. He don't like your cake, eh? I'm a fuck mom. No, mama don't talk like that. I'm just joking. But, um, no, for real, though, we had German chocolate cake for my birthday. I don't like that. But, um, and then my dad, he had the white traits, you know, where he uh, sat on the couch, smoked, and drank. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, he was a real good guy. He, uh, he coached my uh, baseball teams and soccer teams, and he would pick all the neighborhood kids up. Of course, he was drinking and smoking the whole time also, but that's besides the point. He was a, a good dad. But uh, I did have a... I, I am a, a mix where I pretty much look white, or if you look at me when I was a kid, you'd be like, is he Greek? What the fuck? Is he Armenian? That's a one big-ass nose. That's a lot of fucking lettuce on his hair, on his head there. He's got a set of hair on them, a lot of hair on that kid, but... 
I tanned really well, so I was white, but I'm always out in the sun. I played a lot of sports and volleyball and whatever, whatnot, and uh, I was really, really dark. And in my town I live in is a predominantly white Christian Republican town. I would always joke that um, I was uh, not white and not white enough for the Mexican girls, but just dark enough for the white girls. So uh, blonde hair, blue-eyed girls in my town would love me because uh, I almost looked Mexican, but they thought I wasn't. But I was. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyways, um, I remember when, uh, growing up, I had a. Uh, every once in a while, I would deal with like weird racial situations. Not that big a deal. Just people are, you know, young kids don't know anything, and you know, especially when we're kids, our influences are pretty much television, and every. Uh, stereotype is magnified on television, you know, the black guys, the pimp, the Mexican person, the gardener, you know, the white guy is bald, so, you know, this, always the same old story, uh, I remember one time when I was, uh, 18, I had a job, like I said, I tanned really well, and, uh, uh maybe I was, I was 17, actually, I was in high school, and the uniform was khaki pants and a white polo shirt, and where I live, it gets, like, to be 110, so, uh, I'm wearing my white tennis shoes, my khaki pants. I got my um, white tank top underneath it, my wife beater, my Mexican tee, whatever you want to call it. I had that underneath, and but I didn't wear my shirt yet because it's hot as hell. And I'm walking to work. I don't want to get all sweaty in my work clothes, so I just had my tank top on walking to school. I mean, walking to uh, work. And right outside my uh, my place of business, a cop pulls me over. You know, stops me. I'm already pulled over. I'm on foot. So he just pretty much, you know, stops. And yeah, he detains me and asks for my ID. He's asked where I'm going because I look like I would say, a uh, little homie, you got a quarter? You know, you put it in and I'd pop out and be like, hey, I'm going to work, eh? But I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm going to work, eh? I'm just a white dude, you know? But uh, I got a tan. And, and so the cop stopped me and, you know, what, you know what's going on? I'm like, going to work, you know, just here's my, here's my uniform, my name tag, okay. They let me go. I've never gotten in any trouble or caught for anything. But um, so I go back to work, and then my place of business. They're like, "What was going on? The cop? He stopped you. You were sitting on the ground there." And I was like, "Oh, he just suspected me for a little homie. You know, I was just going to work. He's just—he's a racist asshole." So, and so, anyways, week later, same thing, same place, different cop, because I look like a little homie, so obviously, I must be a criminal, but, yeah, that's sarcasm, in case you didn't catch that, um, and then, now my place of business is like, what's going on, cops are always stopping you, you know, and, uh, I'm, you know, I've never been arrested, and, and never been in trouble for anything, I didn't have anything, you know, wasn't in possession of anything, so, um, they let me go, uh, the cop would, and, uh, a few weeks later, the store did too. They let me go also. I imagine that I looked bad getting pulled over. I mean, uh, being detained in front of my place of business twice. They figure I must be doing something wrong and to protect them. Um, I got let go, I believe. Oh, or, because I was young and dumb, I couldn't make a salad and save my life. But I'm pretty sure it was because I got detained twice in a row. But I, when I was 10, my dad tell, told me this joke. I tell this joke often. I think it's funny. And not so funny. But this is my like my first taste of racism. This is a true story. I was 10 years old. My dad and me were in the back, backyard. My dad 
is not racist. He married a Mexican. Um, he grew up in a predominantly all-black neighborhood, Richmond, California, Oakland area. Um, he worked for the city, a school district. Um, his best friend was Mexican um, and Asian. You know, he, I think he had, growing up, I think he had two white friends. You know, one he golfed with now. And then growing up, he was uh, friends with the Hells Angel. And other than that, they were just a, uh, you know, a, a bunch of different races. But he told me this joke when I was 10. So my dad's Irish, my mom's Hispanic. And uh, he says, a family of ducks and skunks are crossing the street. And a truck comes by, kills all of them. Except for a baby duck and baby skunk. I know, funny joke, right? So, anyways, the duck is crying. And the skunk's looking at the duck, you know, hey, what are you crying for, dude? He's like, well, my family's dead, bro. He's like, my whole family's dead. And I don't know what I am. And the the skunks all well, you uh, you got a bill and web feet and feathers. Uh, you must be a duck. He's like, oh, okay. So the duck's like kind of calm now. But now the skunks thinking. The skunks like, my family's dead. What am I? What am I? So the skunks like, duck, duck. My family's dead. What am I, duck? And the duck looks at him. He says, well, you're not all black, and you're not all white, and you smell bad. You must be Mexican. I said, Dad, that's fucked up. We're Mexican. And my dad looked me dead in the eye and said, No, son, you are. That was my first taste of fucking racism. Fucking asshole. But anyways, after I got done raking the leaves, he let me come back inside and I warmed up with the oranges that I picked from the tree. So it was all good. But um, it's kind of a joke, but not really. My dad did tell me that story. I was 10 years old. Um, I did pick oranges because I like oranges, and um, I did rake leaves because uh, we had, what the fuck, by the way, and my, when I grew up, my kids had, my parents, I mean, they had pine trees, like, we didn't live in the forest, we live in a residential neighborhood, and Circle was, besides, like, multiple orange trees and lime trees and grape, I mentioned we were Hispanic, so lots of fruit trees in our backyard, but also, um, and pomegranate trees, yeah, talk about fun. 1,500 pomegranates fall on the ground. Try not to stain all your clothes. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, pine trees. Those are evergreens. Those fucking needles fall down year-round. That was bullshit. My dad would see me outside. I, I was constantly doing yard work. Not because I was Hispanic, just because I had a stupid yard. And I never had any gardening tools. My dad had shit tools. And it was pretty much a rake that was broken, like trying to tape it up and learn how to be MacGyver and a gardener all at the same time, but, yeah, so now you can imagine me as, a, as an adult, I just pay someone to do that shit, I do have those utensils every once in a while, I might go out there and mow the lawn, I got a weed whacker, because I'm a man, I bought a chainsaw too, don't have trees, but I bought a chainsaw because I'm a man, and that's what men do, we buy chainsaws and shit, but, oh, goat's fucking again, man, goats be getting down out here. Man, anyways. But yeah, so I don't like doing yard work. But my gardener, who could be any race, I'm not going to talk about it. But he's an amazing guy, young kid, starts his own business, um, does a great job, very respectful, and I greatly appreciate him. Um, if you're in my area where I live, which I'm not going to tell you where I live, I would recommend him as a gardener my favorite gardeners.
because he's my gardener. Well, right now I'm passing this uh, St. Louis Reservoir. If you guys know where that is, they have the BS Sisk Dam, which is uh, located at the power side of this lake. It looks like they're letting out quite a bit of water. As I started driving past here a few months ago, it was almost to the road. It was fairly high in certain places. And now it must be a 400 feet down, it looks like. Maybe that's a terrible measurement. But it looks like maybe 100 feet. Deep as shit, though. Empty as shit, that's all I'm saying. Well, people, I think I've annoyed you a little bit. Enough to make sure you try to come back. Please keep listening to the podcast. I'm going to keep pushing these out as often as I can. Hopefully not all of them will be in my car. Um, I do set up shop. I've just been driving a lot, so I take uh, advantage of it. Comments, like, dislike. Um, I have an Instagram page, Lion and the Truth. Um, Please subscribe. I'll keep it coming. See ya.